True or false, Aiden Childs is the most hyped Michigan State football player since Charles Rogers. Hmm. That and a lot more Locked on Spartans. Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. Please rate, review, subscribe, smash five stars, comment below on YouTube. Find us at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com and in the end, just do whatever makes you happy. Just like I am right now because making his Locked on Spartans debut is a man so sweet, he's only named after a produce treat. It's Peach. You might know him if you're on Twitter, but if not, then this is all very confusing to you. But nonetheless, Peach, how we doing, man? We doing okay over there? I'm good, man. I'm really excited to be here. I know we've talked about this forever, uh, so I'm yes. excited to get on, do some chat, and connect with the, uh, the Spartan community. Speaking of Spartan community, batting first, kicking off this show, really co-producing this show, is a guy that's out there in MSU Twitter. He also has a show, the Spiro Avenue Show. He did a fantastic interview with Aiden Childs. If you haven't caught that, go ahead and give that a listen. But he wrote in a question. This is going to set the basis for the first segment here because it's going to be a lot of true or false today, Peach. And this one is, Aiden Childs is the most exciting incoming MSU football player since Charles Rogers committed in February two. Thousand is Aiden Childs truly the most highly anticipated MSU football player going into a season in about 24 years? Peach, is that is that too much hype or is that about right? You know, I thought about this when you asked me that question earlier. Um, I I'd say yes, mm-hmm. but it's close because I think just what Aiden Childs represents in terms of like turning the page from last year yeah. and Mel Tucker and everything that went wrong and all the bad vibes around the the program. Yeah. I think him and Smith kind of that do duo combination of like them just being that new fresh experience for a lot of fans. I think that's why he's the most important player yeah. coming in since Rodgers. Now Rodgers is is generational and he always of course. Be generational for what we kind of saw. Um I think Performance-wise, if he can get close to Rodgers, obviously great news for us. But if he's just able to be that breath of fresh air, I t- I'll take that. Like, I'll take that, especially that first year coming in next year. So I think him I is for sure the true in that, in that point of view. But I'll also say William Golston, when he yeah. came out of high school, you know, you had that second year of Kirk Cousins, right? And then we finally got that big-named recruit for D'Antonio. Right. And I think him coming in and how, what he did in his time at MSU, close second to what Aiden Charles will probably represent. That's a good avenue to go down because I didn't even think of it that way. Just the symbolicism around it, meaning this is like a fresh chapter because yeah. I, I think it's a true statement, too. And it's a different path to how Charles Rogers got there because Charles Rogers, uh, he was also very highly anticipated because well, it's from Saginaw. A hometown kid, so to speak, and an electric position like wide receiver. 
And yeah, D'Antonio had some big name recruits like William Golson that you just named. Malik McDowell was another huge win. Um, LJ Scott, too, you know, solid running back, of course. But Peach, I know us, you know, me and you, a lot of the watchers, a lot of the listeners, like the diehard Michigan State fans, someone that can name you every single scholarship player in the football team. But by and large, like every other fan base, there's yeah. a lot of, I guess we'll call it common folk or what I like to call well-adjusted people that, you know, only tune in every Saturdays and know some of the players. Everyone knows the quarterback. So I think it's just the position of yeah. what Aiden Childs plays gives it a lot. But it's not just that. For me, it's with highly anticipated recruits. They're freshmen. You know, yeah, hey, five stars. They're good for the most part. But they can also flame out. You don't really know who you're getting until they're here. Whereas Aiden Childs, granted a small sample size, but there is a college sample size out there. And you see the electric arm that can throw 20-yard line to 20-yard line. You see the legs. which Peach, when we're, when we're watching football on Saturdays, we're seeing mobile quarterbacks around the conference, around the country. We're saying, huh, I, I would fancy myself one of those. That that would be nice to have here in East Lansing. You, you know what? And on top of that, we're seeing it Saturdays and Sundays now. Yep. Where a lot of the gripe around your golf and the lines is where he can extend those plays with his feet. Yep. You saw in that small sample size at Oregon State where Charles can do those things where – Maybe it's that getting out of that sack last minute, right? And it's a three or four yard game, right? Those are the mm-hmm. plays now in football that you have to make. We saw a little bit of that with Lewerke, not a ton. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think he represents that next, like where football is now currently at and where it's going to be, you know, five, 10 years from now. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see him extend those plays, use his feet in the right way under a Smith offense. I'm, I'm thrilled. Now, it's not just highly anticipated. It's also a guy that fans have their most hopes in since yeah. maybe Damian Terry. Because I remember during those great years, they ended up being fine years, but I remember the student section chance, the We Want Terry chance, just because, yeah. well, oh, God, this offense is sputtering, kind of like it did last year. Now, granted, a lot of things have changed. Yeah. It's no longer Jay Johnson, but still yeah. – Hey, I mean, I know that this is a, a very just lazy meathead take, but the quarterback position is the most important one on the field. So uh, if this engine is going to go immediately, like it's not just all the excitement, all the highlights that we see from his one year in Corvallis, but it's also, uh, Aiden, we kind of we kind of need you to be who we think you are uh, early on here because we know you have a high ceiling. Might even take until 2025 to real realize who you are. But yeah. if we could see at least 75% of that ceiling coming up this year, hey, I. I I would like it on my end. I know I'm being a little picky, but uh, that'd be that'd be nice, Aiden, if you don't I, mind. No, I think it's I think it'd be huge, man. And think about like what that means for Smith is like early years of the regime, right? Where yeah. you kind of provide that validation for other transfers coming in next year, right? Like, hey, you can come here yes. and win immediately. You can come here see the field immediately. I think that's the big kind of piece of this too. So I can't wait for it. And we just talked about this kid not too long ago, about two shows ago, but 2025 four-star quarterback Ryan Montgomery out of Finlay. And I don't mean to make this segment, you know, recruiting segment now. But if you could show that, hey, in in a full year under center or from the gun, wherever he's going to be lining up, you know what I mean. If if you could show that he can make those kind of strides just in two years under Jonathan Smith's system, tell me a quarterback's not going to be looking at that and being like, oh, my goodness gracious, yes, he's not just, you know, sitting in my family room just pitching me nonsense. Here it is working out in real time. I, like that 
in its own is going to be very healthy for the quarterback recruiting moving forward. So it's not just the wins and losses. It's not just putting a smile on our faces and making sports in our top 10 and GP scoring more than 17 points a game, which you remember doing that. Uh, It it could also pay dividends in the long run for this program. So no pressure, Aiden Childs, um, but please, please, please just be good next year, please. Begging for it, man. Begging for it. We need it. We're going to be talking a little more football here, a lot more true and false to come here with Peach. But first, uh, I, I hate to do this to a guest I just had on for the first time here. I need to send you to the bench because, Peach, I need to talk to people's ears off about Fan Duel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Gang, happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel. Again, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Now, what I love most about Super Bowl Sunday is, of course, the camaraderie, the game, the commercials, but let's not kid ourselves. It's the bets. Year in, year out, it is the wagers that you get to place, whether it's the first touchdown score, the last touchdown score, or, hey, guessing the correct score. Those bets are, hey, bet $1 to win like 350 bucks if you're feeling really that confident. Just go ahead and peruse FanDuel's menu of Super Bowl bets. There is no shortage of props, parlays that you can place with the fine folks at FanDuel. They have so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. And not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets like which player will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And new customers, it gets even better. Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's right, $200 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Sorry, that's FanDuel. Make every moment more an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, as I'm done stumbling my way through that ad read up to finish, I got to I got to mile 26 of that marathon, and my goodness gracious, my, my knees just collapsed there at the end. But uh, sorry, FanDuel. We'll uh, we'll do better on that one the next time. Um, Peach, true or false, let's keep it with football right now. We talked about, hey, what year one could mean for Jonathan Smith. So true or false, if MSU doesn't reach a bowl game, it will be a disappointment in 2024. I know that's asking a lot here from Jonathan Smith because this is a rebuild. Let's not get it twisted. This is a project, but six wins. If you don't get that, is it a disappointment in your eyes, true or false? You know, I think – I so I, my my head and my heart are kind of in two different places right now. Yeah. I think um, my heart – I see eight wins on the schedule. So right. I, I think – if we can get to six, if we can get to seven, you make a bowl game. Obviously, that's huge news for us. But there's so many unknowns with this program, right? You don't – they've got great pieces. How does it all fit together? That's the real unknown. I think if you go five and seven next year, I don't see it as a huge disappointment. I think the ceiling there is eight wins. Nine wins even, looking at the schedule. Um I wouldn't see the first year with a lot of those unknowns. I think right. I think five and seven, you're still okay. And just knowing that it took Jonathan Smith a minute to rebuild what happened in Corvallis. Now, granted, yeah. like that situation was as bad as it is over here right now, way yeah. worse over there. But it kind of just telegraphs that it, it could be a slow burn here. It could take two years, yeah. maybe even three years to really be that consistent nine, 10 game winner, eventually big 10 uh, championship contenders. The peach. I, I, I'm I'm looking at this schedule. Just, I was just gonna pull it up. Yeah, I was gonna oh, see starry green and white eyes. Now it th- this schedule is a sandwich. Uh, the first four games 
gettable. Okay, Florida Atlantic at home at Maryland. No to Aaliyah Tungavailoa. Like he's finally yeah. gone. Thank God. Louisiana. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. Not Louisiana. We still got to replace that game. Hopefully with uh, Bath High School. That'd be nice. Uh, just maybe CMU. Yeah. Amy can give us our money back. Line up, line up, Amy Fullen at quarterback. Actually, yeah. If you really want to pay us back and, and make things right with us, play yourself. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be. Odds are a gettable game. I don't think they're going to line up the Detroit Lions for that week three game, but at Boston College, okay, you can, probably should, go two and two, if not even three and one in that stretch. Yeah. Middle of the schedule, Peach. <laughs> oh, if we can speed run through these next four games versus Ohio State at Oregon versus Iowa and at Michigan, if you can get away one and three. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then this is where it gets fun at the end here. Home against Indiana at Illinois, and then two home games that ended against Purdue and against Rutgers. I know that there's a lot of unknowns. I know that we're putting a lot of faith in Aiden Childs, a guy with a small yeah. sample size. And I know that, hey, that there are still some holes on this roster, but man, Peach, there are holes on a lot of the other rosters I just named off, right? I mean, this is I mean, you're right. Yes. I think I think if you could pull out Iowa at home, that's probably a, probably going to be homecoming. I'd assume so. October, middle of October. Yeah, sure. I think pull that one out. Maybe you're two and two in that stretch, and then you're right. Indiana at Illinois, the last two at home. Purdue, Rutgers, seven wins. I think seven wins is probably my floor. Looking at it in plain text, I I think I think there is a little disappointment if you miss out on a bowl game. I, I think you're right. And I hate to sound like this for another offseason because we were doing this last offseason. Like, oh, yeah, no, you yeah. can see six, seven wins here. But, man, I, yeah. I, I I hate to just look at two road games in that first month at Maryland and already say, yeah, it's just the Terrapins, even though, you know, they've had the better part of us. And then at Boston yeah. College, like, oh, chalk it up. Chestnut Hill, that's not going to be anything for us. But, like, that is yeah. a Boston College team that did go to a bowl game last year in any road game in college. It's difficult. But still, man, it, it's the offseason. The last two months – Vibes have taken a turn, and uh, like we say, seven and five right now. But I, I know damn well I'll, I'll be at ten and two by late August. I always am. I mean, I'll, I'll never change. But right now, as things stand, this is a conversation we'll keep having this off season. Right now, like yeah, I, I do see seven and five yeah. right now, and I hope I'm not coming off as just like a blind homer idiot. But it's like I think I'm no, I, I, <laughs> I think a blind homer idiot looks at that Michigan game on the 26th at Michigan with a lot of unknowns and unknowns in that program. And sure. you say, maybe Childs is grooving at that point in time. Maybe the offensive is getting going. Defense is showing up again. I think that would be the blind homer take for me. And by spring, we'll even see even further where our programs are, where they're at. I mean, yeah. that would be the kind of homer game for me, if anything. Now we're getting frisky. Now, now, yeah. now we're having a dialogue, Peach. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. We're going to switch it up to the basketball court right here. And you want the glass half empty or do you want the glass half full right now? Because I got two in front of me. And do you want to be optimistic still or do you want to have like a uncomfortable dialogue? Feeler's choice. Give me, give me, give me the glass half empty first. I like that. I'm the same way. Deal, deal me the bad news first. And look, this is for you to decide if things are going to keep trending this way. I'm not necessarily panicked yet. I'm just curious. Peach, true or false, something is up with Tyson Walker. 
Now, what <sighs> I mean by that, I'll add a little context here. The last three games, 14 of 42 shooting, that is 33%. From beyond the arc, 3 of 12 shooting from his last three games, including 0 of 6 against Michigan. And this isn't even in the box score. This is just what happened at the end of the half against Michigan. They had the look. They had Tyson Walker on Michigan's big. I believe it was Terrace Reed. I'm sorry if I'm wrong there. But that's what they wanted. Usually he pulls the trigger on that three or makes the center dance. But that did not work out. And there's also been some times in the last three games here where I don't know if it's lack of confidence where he's not shooting the three where he usually does or if there's a lingering issue going on here. I will say it's not been all bad. He does have 10 combined steals the last three games. Like his defense is still there. But Peach, mm -hmm. something up with Tyson Walker. True or false, or am I just taking this three-game blip a little too seriously? You know, I think I I, I think you've seen a, a couple nagging things that are just making him second guess his yeah. game, right? Yeah. And I think you saw that with those two switches at the end of the half against Terrace Reed, mm. where you're right it, throughout his career, especially at MSU, you've seen that where he turns that center into like barbecue chicken. He cooks, Dude, yeah, he's done. Right. He's done. Um, I think some of it is also mental where it's tough to always be the guy, especially in college right now. Gotcha. NBA, you can, you, you kind of grow into that role. Cade Cunningham wants to be that guy, regardless for the Pistons. I think it's tough to be the guy night in, night out for MSU, especially with everything that's been going on the last three or four years where you got all that weight on your yeah. shoulders. Like you want to perform and you can't really have an off night with this team, right? Where like, the center position, you're not really getting a lot of production out of on both ends, right? You're not getting rebounding out of where every possession now means more. You're getting fewer and fewer of those. I think it's very difficult for, for a guy like him, for Tyson, to, to do those things every single game. So I think it's a little bit of mental, some physical, right, where you're getting into like the middle of the season. Um, I think it's a, a mix of both. Yeah, and we've joked about it on this show, which now I just feel bad about doing, but he does average like 2.4 looks like their season-ending injuries per game where he'll just go on the floor, <laughs> grimace in pain, and you're just hoping and praying yeah. to God that he gets up. But And then he goes off for like 18 points after he has one of those incidences. But um, hmm, maybe uh, I should seriously consider that those are actually serious injuries he's taken. They're starting to add up a little bit here because it's not like he's this hulking frame. It's not like he's in yeah. Cohen Carr's body by any means. Um, and he plays a, a lot like Allen Iverson does. Sure. Where like he, a lot of the under the rim stuff where he's trying to make a, a, a tough shot at the rim and he's falling pretty reliably four or five times a game where it's like, damn, like he's hitting yeah. hard. So it's yeah. tough. So I, I guess I'm not – yes, I think there is something up, but I'm not, like, necessarily worried yet. It's if it continues yeah. for maybe, like, two or three more games. And it's like, okay, like, this is an injury. I think it's pretty obvious to say that. And I don't see a lot of bye weeks coming up where he can just sit and kind of just, you know, let this thing heal on its own. Right. It, it's it's put up or shut up time now, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just a nice little uncomfortable Tyson Walker dialogue. I will like still the best player on the team. Like he's still the guy that gives the most upside. We're not dogging him and saying he's a bum. It's just I'm not mad at Tyson either. I'm just worried. I'm just curious. That's all. Just a little curious mm -hmm. kitten over here. Yeah. Um, change this mood around, Peach. What do you say? Let's do. I would here. love some good vibes. Now I'm not. When I say this, I don't mean you personally, but for me, this is definitely me personally. True or false? You've never been more wrong about a player than Trey Holloman because uh, I think I've airballed on this one. I think earlier this season, after I got a little too passionate after one of these early season games, I said he's just a taller tum tum. He doesn't really provide anything except for passing, and that's it. Um, whoopsie 
Daisy, oopsie poopsie. Um, he leads the nation in turnover to assist ratio. He's shooting the three point ball at 44%. And I know that it was just Michigan. And this is essentially like, you know, beating a guy against Dwajiak High School. But like, he did yeah. beat a guy on the dribble, take it to the lane, and finish at the rack pretty good there. Um, mm -hmm. He's looking pretty, pretty damn good this year. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have never been more wrong about a player, I don't think, than Trey Holloman. Um, how about you? Did you always see this with Trey, or is this even surprising you to a certain degree yeah. that you can't just believe? <laughs> I, I, I I, am so incredibly surprised with how he's been performing, especially from the yeah. three-point line. Yes. Now, you heard it coming out of summer where, like, you heard whispers. Izzo kind of mentioned it, like, yeah. hey, the shot's coming along. And he said that before about other players where it's like, okay, wait and see. Yep. And he's actually performing. I'm what 43% from three, I think it is, right? Yeah, it's like 43 and 44. It's it's very good, Peach. That's that's what yeah. the box score tells me. I you mean, know? that's a college basketball, that is massive. That's how you yeah. see the floor, especially nowadays. Um, so incredible job from Trey. Continue that, please. We need it. I will say to answer your question literally. The one MSU player I've been wrong about in my entire life more than anyone is Russell Bird. Mm. I saw him when he came in being like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, full college body freshman year, and he could shoot the ball, especially coming out of high school. I thought that guy was going to be like a one-and-done, a two-and-done. Yeah. And for him not to be able to kind of put it together, um, that was probably the one guy, as a quick aside, that I've been most wrong about. You know, just, just to you know, shine our own shoes over here. Is yeah. there any player that you've just been just so absolutely correct about uh, at, at MSU? Because let, let, let's make it known that you know we're not idiots all the time. Like we do nail something. So let's, yeah. you know, put a good taste in our mouths here. Is there anyone that you just absolutely knocked out of the park? Marcus Bingham. I th I knew when okay. Marcus Bingham came in that like you're going to get very limited. There's a limited gotcha. feeling there. Like now gotcha. that's bad vibes, but I I just knew like looking at that frame. Some guys can put on weight, right? Some guys yeah. can. And I think for him, um, you kind of saw the unwillingness or inability to do the things in the weight room and in the kitchen to get yeah. you to where you can be a big time player. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he could have been, he could have been one of those guys like Adrian Payne, where Adrian Payne came in and he was super limited with his body and his moves. And then by senior year, he's one of the best players in the country, right? He right. scored all three levels. Defensively was a menace. That 2014 team probably should have won it all with yep. healthy Appling. We can go down that road too if you want. But oh God. I think Bingham was that one guy where it's like, man, I just I don't see it with him. And I was kind of proven right. The, the the greatest call I've ever had in my entire life, and this was, you know, over a few beers, but we're not gonna, you know, let that fog any sure. of this, is that when I was a student at Michigan State, Denzel Valentine at Lansing Sexton played at East Lansing. I went to that game with a buddy, and then after the game, we're sitting around, you know, talking about him. And I said, he, he's going to win Big Ten Player of the Year one day. Like, I, I, he didn't even light up the scoreboard, but, like, his just vision and everything, like, you knew that it was going to come along. So, that's yeah, I, I've been completely dead wrong about Trey Holloman. I've been wrong many other times here, but, yeah, I mean, just, uh, oh, Denzel, I miss you, man. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. Not, not now that we're done breaking our hands on our own backs <laughs> from Penner. Uh Next to her falls. Hey, Tom Izzo, I, I don't know if you saw this in the headlines, uh, Peach, when you picked up the paper this morning, but Tom Izzo, win number 700. 700. Incredible. 700. That's right. Most amongst Big Ten coaches. Yeah. Tom Izzo wins his 800th game one day, Peach. True or false? 
this, man. I, this I think is a tough one. This I think is a tough one. So you got to think, right? Like you're winning on average 21, 22, 23 games a year, right? That's fair. Yep. I think so. That puts you at another five, six years. That is the math. Um, yeah. Man, that's tough. That's tough. Especially if like, if he wins one more, I think he's out. Right. I think he, I think that's his swan song and rightly so like, I think he's done. And then he kind of does the coach K thing where like you start to groom your successor. Right. And maybe you pick somebody from in house from there. I, I, I don't know if it's 800. I don't know if 800 is in the cards. Now, that being said, the flip side of that basketball MSU is literally all he knows. Like as a human being, yeah. like that's right. who he is. Right. Yeah. Like, so maybe he gets maybe he gets there and he just says, you know, I'm going to ride this thing out like Jim Beheim and just says, like, I'm going to go until I can't walk. Like, right. Maybe I, I that's a really good question. I, I, I couldn't give you a good answer on it. I, it like it, it is truly a coin toss, I think. Um, yeah. And you look at his other colleagues, too. Like, I think Coach K walked away from the game when he was uh, 75. I believe he was Roy Williams. I think he was 71. I might be on or yeah. off by a few years, but still, obviously, he just turned 69 yesterday. Like. It's yeah. it's no secret that we're coming up on what is potentially the twilight years here. But, man, you just see him on the recruiting trail. You hear him talk, and you hear his defiance yeah. about how he wants to beat the system and all that good stuff, which may or may not tank this program in the end. But, like, regardless, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's a lack of energy. And, yes, he does have, like, some annoyances with NIL yeah. and everything. But, like, it, it's, it's clear that he's not just going to dip out right now. So, I don't know. I, my guess is it's going to be, yes, five more years of his own, which – Oh my God. Like enjoy retirement, man. Jesus. I'd, I'd be gone. I'd be gone. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy, enjoy things. Now he's got grandkids coming along yeah. and stuff like that, but he, he, he's the guy, you know, the, the youper in him, he's too stubborn to do right. anything besides what he knows. He knows what to do like for work, especially. Right. Right. I, I think, I think, you know what, unless like the program really takes a dive, you miss a tournament two years in a row that's mm-hmm. when you have to kind of step aside. But until then, um, you keep it rolling and, and, and just see what happens. I, I do wonder if in that doomsday scenario where Michigan State misses the tournament two years in a row, I could just see yeah. it being like, well, I ain't going out on that. <laughs> I'm making the yeah. tournament one yeah. more ride, baby. Like, and then we're just in this perpetual cycle of like, oh, my God, he's just a Supreme Court justice and he's just going <laughs> to die on the bench. Like, this is crazy. So, I, you know what? Screw it. 900. He's gonna hit 900. That's 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 where I'm going. Another decade of Tommy uh, for you, right there. Um, I love it, Peach. I do have one more before uh, we let you go and enjoy the rest of your week. This is some news that happened in the Big Ten pertaining to the tournament next year. Of course, yeah. we're gonna be bumping up to 18 teams next yeah. year. Uh, 15 will make the Big Ten tournament. So that means uh, Michigan and two other teams will not be making the tournament. So true or false? 15 teams making the tournament makes sense so not Boy, number I yeah. you know i guess i guess it does right but at the same side of that you know th- then you got what is that five games to get to the championship right like uh, wednesday I, thursday friday saturday yeah f- five to win it if you start on wednesday yep right yep. if you're not getting the buys and stuff like that correct yep um it's just just more revenue, right? Like I, the leagues are like, yeah, let's do it. Throw it on there. Um, Screw it. 
I think I do. I mean, after coming off a regular season and then you got the tournament like the weekend after that, that's a lot of basketball. Oh, yeah. So I, I'd say oh, yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense if you can save these kids a game, especially before the, the bigger tournament, the tournament that actually means real value. I think I think I think you limit it. Um, that's a lot of teams. I don't know. about oh, What do you think? It is. I I, I get it. I guess, which, you know, it sounds kind of weird, but it guarantees that if you finish in the top half of the league, so, you know, one through nine, that you do get a bye to Thursday. Like, you don't have to play the Wednesday. So I guess you're incentivizing, like, hey, you finish in the upper 50%. And I guess, like, if you are teams 10 through 15, like, you don't really deserve any benefit of the doubt. So I – yeah. And also, too, with this new formula, like if you are the top four teams, you'd still get the double buy to Friday. So I don't know, like 15 is such like an odd, wonky number. But when you look at, OK, top 50 percent, they make Thursday. Yeah. I guess it's just one more game on Wednesday for the Big Ten Network to or you know, it's probably going to air on Peacock or something like that. I, I guess it makes sense. I, if it makes Michigan harder to get in a tournament, I'm all about it. You know right? what? Here, here, <laughs> here, here. That's yeah. that. That's a good way to end it. That's right. God, what? You know what? I'm I'm still floating from Tuesday night's game. Um, yeah. God, that, that was that was fun and needed. Uh, we we needed. we needed we needed that. that not, second not just... half. The second half was needed. We're gonna forget about the first half. The second half was great. First half is is not not to be discussed anymore. Uh, they they flip the page and let Davis Smith have the the most fired up halftime speech. Apparently, uh, Graham Couch had a story on it. On three had a story on it because we talked on yesterday's show. Like God, I wonder what happened at halftime. It was Davis Smith apparently that gave this passionate speech and fired the boys up for the second half. I did not yeah. have that in my FanDuel bet slip at you know plus nine hundred thousand odds. But hey, good on you, Davis Smith, to get the boys rallied. So here we go. There we go. Well, Peach, this has been a delight. Uh, you you want to do this again one day? I, I will put a burlap sack over your head and kidnap you and make you do this again, um, regardless. But anytime you, you want me on, I'm here for you. This was a blast. I had a really good time. That's what I'm talking about. I'll see you tomorrow, same time. Perfect. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, folks, we will be back tomorrow. Of course, we're talking Michigan State basketball, football. Any news that breaks, you know where to find us. Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white. Now go enjoy the rest of your day, you beautiful people. Love you all. Go green.